Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I'd like to see all the dads with their check shirts on today. We've got a photo booth outside afterwards, so out the front of the church for families, for groups, and uh, Tanil and, and Tanil's got all these beautiful uh, backdrops done. And so I want to encourage you to get a photo of your family or your friends or your mates, and uh, that's really important. Just want to say, hey, don't miss next Sunday. Carl and Fiona, I talked to him during the week, and they've seen they've seen nearly 200,000 people come to Christ in the last four months with teams of evangelists across Kenya. Lots of kids. They've seen a lot of people healed. And so they are coming back just fired up. And women, don't miss out on Saturday. We don't do many big women's events. We're going to have uh, morning tea outside, great food, great friends. And then there'll be a, a women's meeting in here, and Fiona's going to preach and pray and prophesy and minister. It's going to be very powerful encounter time. So women, why don't you buy us next another ticket for one of your friends and bring them along it'll be really great the bible says every good and perfect gift comes from the father above and i want you just before i share the word today why don't you close your eyes and thank god for one or two beautiful gifts that he's blessed your life with just think for a moment come on it's really good just to say god i thank you for the gift Thank you for my job, Lord. Thank you for my family. Thank you for the church family. Thank you for the word, the promises you've given me. Thank you for turning my life around. Thank you for healing. Thank you for hope, whatever it is. Why don't you take a moment and verbalize, say, thank you, Father, for this. Maybe you're going through a tough time, but say, God, thank you for your grace and your strength and your comfort. Lord, we thank you right now. Come on, he wants to hear your voice. Just say, thank you, Father. Just be very specific. Thank you, Father. For these things. And I thank you for this church family, Lord, the, the beautiful gift of grace. Lord, I thank you even through the tough times you walk with us. Through the times of grief and loss you walk with us. Even in disappointments, Lord, you turn it around to fresh appointments for the kingdom of God. And I thank you for that today, Lord. There's some people here carry disappointment, Lord, but I pray today it will turn into a new appointment for their lives and for their future. We declare that now in the mighty name of Jesus. Everyone said? Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Wow. So I invite you to come and stay for a cuppa afterwards and have a great day with your families. I love the family of God. Some of us have had the privilege of having awesome dads or parents. Some of us haven't had the blessing of that. Life has been difficult, maybe with absent or distant dads or even traumatic things. But I want to tell you, when you follow Jesus, you have a new heavenly father and he restores our souls. Some of you have had the blessing of a godly father or generations and thank God for that so that you can be strong and healthy and bless so many in our community. What makes a dad? God took the strength of a mountain, the majesty of a tree, the warmth of a summer sun, the calm of a quiet sea, the generous soul of nature, the comforting arms of the night, the wisdom of the ages, the power of the eagle's flight, the joy of the morning and spring, the faith of a mustard seed, the patience of eternity, the depth of a family need, then combine these qualities, and when there was nothing more to add, he knew his masterpiece was complete, and so he called it Dad. How beautiful is that, eh? <coughs> and we saw in those videos that not every dad's perfect. 
because we're human. Our Heavenly Father's the only one who's perfect. But God's created families, relationships, trust for His purpose on this. Let's look at Ephesians 3, 14 to 17. I love this passage of Scripture. It says, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father, our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. That's what we're doing in worship today. The perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. I want to encourage you today to have a fresh look at the Heavenly Father and how amazing He is. Often our image has been tainted by earthly examples or the enemy has lied to us that God's not as good as He really is. And I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Woo! Is that your experience? If not, God says it can be. Then, by constantly using your faith, if we live just by natural eyesight, we see brokenness in families. We see limitations. We see things that aren't right. But today, I really feel the Lord saying, I want you to lift your eyes and see the things that are good. When you look at one another and our families and our relationships, look at the things that are good. Don't focus on the things that are broken or not good. We can look at the weaknesses and the disappointments. But I really felt the Lord say, hey, come on, lift your eyes and see how good our Heavenly Father is. And as you have that image in your heart and His love fills your soul, like we just read, that His love comes in and His strength, then you will start to see other people through fresh eyes of hope, of encouragement, of thanks, of appreciation, of hope for the future. And it goes on and says, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be so released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Wow, now that's powerful. It's talking about our awesome heavenly father who sent Jesus to represent the father he says, as we exercise our faith, in other words, believing that what the Word of God says is true about God, not what our own self or old nature or disappointments might tell us, we face those realities, but it says, look up to the Father. And then it says that his, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, in your soul, in your inner being. And I've been doing a series on spirit, soul and body. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. And that passage goes on and says, how wide and how deep and high and wide is the love of Jesus. I've learnt that God's perfect love drives out fear. And maybe you remember back when you are a child or you've got children or grandchildren, you watch that they might be afraid or fearful of Something that's big or nasty or difficult or anxious producing. But when they come and feel safe in their parents' arms, when they feel safe in God's love, everything changes.
Fear melts away. Anxiety loses its hold. Pain starts to lose its grip on people's minds and souls. And the dark clouds are pushed away by the sun of his love. And I want to encourage you today. We have a good, good father. Remember that song we used to sing? A good, good father. That's who you are. And he's loved by you. That's who I am. I, I checked it out again last night. We haven't sung it for a while, but I read the words. I thought, they're powerful words. And I've started reading a book again that I read several years ago. Just last week, I looked on the shelf and thought, I need a book. And there's a book on God is so good. And I thought, wow, so often we have tainted images of God and his ways because of all the stuff that goes on in our life and the enemy's lies to our souls. But I want to remind you, we have a good, good father. Every good and perfect gift comes from the father above. And then he releases that through our lives so then we can release it to our families and our community and our church family. Because in a crowd like this today, there's all sorts of experiences and joys and hopes and disappointments and fears. But I want to say God knows every one of those and he wants to touch your heart today. In Greek, the word for family is patria, which is derived from pater, P-A-T-E-R, the word that we get for father. So the concept of family originates with God and from God. So he's very, very passionate about our relationships in our natural family and our heavenly family. That's why it's worth fighting for, praying for, loving and restoring. What do fathers do? They speak words of hope. They speak encouragement. They speak prophetic words over your children. I remember years ago when um, probably Stephen and Tim especially were in their teenage years and I think Stephen had moved off to develop his own life. I remember he was going through a tough patch and the Lord said, I want you to write a prophetic letter to him. Not just give him a quick phone call. And I remember I prayed over that for a day or two and I remember I wrote out a one-page prophetic letter over his life from my heart as a father to try and reflect the father's heart because at that stage of his life, he was going through a tough patch and he was struggling to see the real issues. And I remember as I prayed, I cried over it because it was so powerful. I felt God's love for him. It was a prophetic letter of hope and purpose. To his life. It wasn't just three scriptures and go and read these and hope it touches your heart. It was from God's heart through my heart as a father and it touched his soul. And God specifically told me to do it. And there are times where we need to release what's in our souls to other people, to children. And some of you maybe have had children yourself and you've got two or three kids. Or maybe you haven't. But you are blessing and touching children and young people all across our community because you bring God's stability and hope to their souls. Matt and I have just been down to Melbourne to an amazing conference at Numa Church and we got the Uber driver back to the airport yesterday. We started chatting and he was from Kenya. He was one of 14 children. So we had a great conversation with him. He was the second youngest of 14. 
We say, what was it like? He says, well, it was amazing. <laughs> Lots of challenges, but it was amazing. And I, thought, I started thinking, well, family is a beautiful gift. The enemies tried to tear and destroy selfishness and fear and financial pressures just can rob. But I want to tell you, remember, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what I've been preaching on for weeks God wants to remind you today, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He's put you in families. He's put you in the church family. He's put you in his family. So fathers can speak hope, encouragement, prophetic words. They can bring challenge. Hey, you're made for better stuff than this. Why are you settling for those sort of friends? Why are you messing around with that when God's got a bigger purpose for your life? You can remind them of God's destiny and purpose, no matter what age they are. You can bring correction. Mm. When we use the word discipline, we think of correction. You know, correction or accountability is one quarter of the word discipline. Three quarters of it is showing them a better way to do it. So correction is important. Training. Fathers help provide protection and economic support and a male role model. Wow. And male role models have been attacked by the enemy for decades to try and steal and destroy father's image. And, and a lot of dads have done really bad things because we're broken in a sinful, broken world. But we tell you, we need to lift up the Father God and the idea of God's blessing of fatherhood in our communities, in our relationships I was reading Focus on the Family. It says that dads love their children in different ways. They often have a different parenting style that's different from a mother. They often play rougher and are more likely to encourage risk-taking. And the mums are saying, no, don't take him on that trip. And dad said, oh, he needs to experience some life. So there's always, and I remember a couple of times we'd be out hiking or doing something. And they say, don't tell mum we did this. <laughs> So then I'd have to work out whether we did or not <laughs> or waited for a year or two to tell her. <laughs> but it was, it was a sense of adventure or doing something that, especially with boys, they needed the challenge to, to go and climb that mountain or climb that tree and you look in the natural thinking, oh, we haven't done the workplace health and safety risk assessment on this one yet. <laughs> hey, God wants us to love life, and I know some mums that are incredibly adventurous too and take their kids on amazing expeditions. But I want to encourage you that God has created fathers to, they often provide children with a broad diversity of social experience and introduce their children to a wide variety of methods of dealing with life. They tend to stress rules, justice, fairness, and duty in discipline. They teach children the objectivity and consequences of right and wrong and give kids insight into the world of men. They prepare them for some of the challenge of life and demonstrate by example the meaning of respect between male and female. Now, if you've been a single mum and raised kids without a dad in the picture for whatever reason, God's grace can come and add his extra grace to you. He can bring other male figures into the journey of their life, and that's why church is like a big family. And I just love how 
I watch some of the transformations, men and women, that have, some have had amazing starts in life and some have had some broken parts, but I watch them just being connected to men and women in our church, spiritual mums and dads. And many of you have done that and some of you have done foster caring or adopted children because you just were stirred with God's heart to bring some hope to kids who their life was so torn up and trust was broken in their lives. And whether it's a formal or an informal thing, it's a beautiful thing to include others in our world. When our kids were young, Marilyn would just cook up huge big afternoon teas and we'd have the whole street full of kids at our place. And sometimes it got chaotic and there was bikes and noise and chaos and I thought, wow, this is chaotic but it's better to have them at our place and be maybe influencing them with some fun and hope and love because who knows what they're getting or not getting in some of their households. And so there's all sorts of ways. And we have our kids' church and youth group and, and as a church we try to bridge some gaps there in a structured way. And then there's the informal relationship thing where you just include others into your lives. And I want to say thank you for doing that because you're revealing the heart of God's love to our, our world and our community. 1 Corinthians 4.15 says, Even though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. Wow. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. So men and women, God wants you to be an example of God's love to our community. To imitate me. It says, you have many guardians. Guardians can be another word for coaches, mentors, friends, mates, people who instruct us. But a father does that plus much more. A father loves and believes the best for you. They've got compassion and they will speak the truth in love to you and other people will just tell you the nice things they will walk with you when you're disappointing them but they won't give up on you that's what our father god does and that's what god puts in our hearts as men and women to walk with 1 corinthians 11 1 says follow my example as i follow the example of christ what a beautiful truth that is 1 Timothy 4.12 says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in love, in life, in faith and in purity. We sang that song today. In my life, be lifted up. And I thought, how powerful is that? What a great prayer that is, Lord. In my love, be lifted up. And we can add this, in my relationships, be lifted up. In the way I speak, be lifted up. That Jesus is exalted. And the way we treat one another will reveal a whole lot about what's really Lord of your heart. If you know you're loved, it's so much easier to love others, even the unlovely ones. Because it's pouring out of your soul. And you'll see people through the Father's eyes. And I've shared this before, but I remember many years ago, I was at a pastor's conference and it was in here at Harvey Bay. It was a state pastor's conference. It was the old Kondari Function Centre that's now been pulled down. Pastor Jack Hayford was preaching. Amazing man of God, amazing father in the faith. I remember he was preaching. I can't remember what he was preaching on. But I remember there was a moment in that service when he was preaching that I had a revelation. For some reason I just looked up. I'm not sure if I was checking out the fans or 
or whatever. But I had a, a glimpse, an open vision for about 10 seconds. And the roof just opened up and I saw Father God looking at me and said, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Just like he did to Jesus. And something just clicked inside. I've never forgotten that about 40 years ago. And for whatever reason, God knew I needed just some level of assurance or identity because my own dad, as I've shared before, wasn't real good at communicating those D&M meaningful love you type things. And so I think the Father God says, hey, you just need this sense of endorsement of your identity and purpose as a son of God. Some of you may have had moments like that where you've been in worship or you've been reading the scriptures or you've been praying for someone else and all of a sudden you get overwhelmed by God's love of how much he loves you in the process of you blessing and praying for someone else. And whether you have that moment of revelation like I did, God obviously felt I needed that and it did something in my soul of peace and identity and rest in the Father's love and I've never ever questioned his love ever since that day even when things didn't work out the way I thought they were going to because we have our plans but God determines our steps and you can get upset or frustrated but if you've got that sense of knowing that God loves you unconditionally the father you will walk through even the confusing uncertain times of your life and there's some people here today you're in an uncertain season of your life but hey, spring has just come. It's a new season, and I believe for some of you it's a new season of hope and love for the future. I really feel that for some people here today. Regardless of what's happening in the natural, or regardless of what's happening in your relationships, I believe God's saying, hey, it's springtime. There's new things springing up, and he wants you to look up and say, Father, I'm going to embrace the new season that you're bringing for my life. I really believe that for your soul today. Let's just wrap it up with a few more thoughts here. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives. Well, this is just and right. Wow, parents are representatives of God. And whoa, mate, some of the things my parents did, I'm not sure what sort of good or bad representative they were, but hey, they were doing the best they knew how, just like you are. And just like you probably will be. For this is just and right. Honour, esteem and value is precious. Your father and your mother... This is the first commandment with a promise that all may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not irritate and provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to resentment, but rear them tenderly in the training and discipline and the counsel and the admonition of the Lord. Sometimes dads are amazing, fathers and coaches. Sometimes they set unrealistic goals for their kids and say, you can do it. You can be the champion and the kid can hardly hold a ball, you know. Don't try and make them a champion athlete if that's not their gift. But inspire them to excel, but don't push them to fulfill your unfulfilled dreams. We've seen too many movies and stories on that, eh? The Bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. It doesn't say in the way you think they should go. It's the way God shaped them to go, then they will fulfill it. And that's a beautiful truth. 
the message says, Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. That's a beautiful way of saying it, isn't it? Many things in life are caught more than they are taught. Something powerful happens when men are honoured and respected. The enemy has many schemes to try and destroy the respect and honour for men and especially for husbands and fathers. Women need to be loved and cherished and men need to be honoured and respected. And we just need to understand that. That there's power when men are honoured and respected and when women are loved and cherished, there's blessing flows. That's the way God's created us. And if that hasn't happened to us, it brings pain and wounds in our soul. So many people have father wounds in their soul, but God wants to bring healing to that by the Heavenly Father, touching our soul and bringing restoration in us so that we don't repeat for the next generation what maybe was poor in ours or our previous generations. And I believe God is doing that by His Spirit. Malachi 4, 6, He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. The hearts of the children to their fathers is a reconciliation produced by repentance so that I will not come and strike the land with a curse of complete destruction. God wants to restore, and I believe He is by His Spirit. A couple of things I learned from my dad. Number one, he taught me faithfulness. We're on a dairy farm, so every morning he's up at 4 or 4.30 in the morning getting the cows in and milking cows. He taught me faithfulness. He had a very strong work ethic. 15-hour days weren't uncommon on the farm. And as kids, we were rostered on to help with the duties on the farm. You're either chopping wood, milking the cows, or cleaning the yard. Every day you had something you had to do. We took turns, so you'd be out for an hour and a half milking cows before you got ready to go to school. And uh, so I'd be on one morning and then it would be the following afternoon because there's three of us, young guys, together. So that taught me from a young age to work hard. My dad taught me perseverance, never give up through floods and fires and, and droughts and trust God regardless of the circumstances. That's what my dad taught me. He taught me to honour and obey God's word. Every night after the meal, the Bible came out and we all sat around and we read through the Bible. I'd read through the whole Bible four times before I got saved at 17. Because every night we would read two or three chapters as a family. And as soon as you're old enough to read, you read two verses and everyone else read two more verses around the table. And if you couldn't um, pronounce one of the words of some of the Old Testament things, we just said wheelbarrow. <laughs> that was our little family joke. Wheelbarrow, forgot, we got wheelbarrow and then you're back to a name, Joshua, whatever. <laughs> But it taught us an honour and respect. And then Dad would pray for us every night. And he'd pray for God's Word. He wasn't a spiritual giant, but he was very faithful. My mum was more a prayer and intercessor, but Dad would make sure the Bible came out every night and we would pray and work our way through the Word of God. My dad taught me to love the local church. We attended and served every week. I can count on my hand the number of times from when I was a child till I was 17 that we missed church on a Sunday. And most of those times were when there was a flood of two metres of water over the road and it was physically impossible to get there. 
And if we hadn't got food, Dad would ride the horse through the water to town four k's away to get food for the family. He taught me that you don't give up. You don't give up. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't a good communicator. But he showed me a few things. I'm just sharing a few things my dad taught me that have shaped my life. He taught me to love the local church. We'd go and mow the church lawn. When I was a kid, we had a push mower. And we had kaikuya grass. And if we had a lot of rain, mate, we'd end up over the handlebars of that thing often because it would just get jammed. Thankfully, we ended up getting a, a powered motor mower when I was a bit older. He taught me how to use a scythe to cut the grass as clean as an actual mower can do. A lot of these skills aren't around anymore. Taught me how to chop tree up down trees. And, and he was amazing with the weather. He could walk out during the day and within 10 minutes he could tell what the time was by looking up at the sun. Rarely was he more than 15 minutes out. And he'd look at the clouds and say, we're going to get a storm in three days. I said, Dad, come on. Rarely was he wrong. He was more accurate than the weather forecasters. David, reason I got this little joke, weather forecaster, the only people who get it wrong 50% of the time and still keep their job. <laughs> My dad was a better than a 50% rate. <laughs> he taught me respect for women. He says, don't you ever talk like that. Or if he saw something doing, he, he wouldn't say a lot, but he says, that's not the right way to treat a wife or a woman or a mum. He taught me the blessing of giving and tithing. We didn't have a lot. I remember one year we had a, a drought and we got $32 for the month from selling our cream and that had to feed the whole family of eight of us for a month. But we grew most of our stuff and God taught me, you still tithe. I remember when they first gave my first pocket money. It's a long time ago, I got 10 cents. I don't know how old it was, probably about nine or 10 because we didn't have much money. But they didn't give me a 10 cent coin, they gave me a five, two twos and a one so I could put the one cent in the offering next Sunday. They taught me that from when I was a little kid. And that's why giving and tithing has never been an issue for me. Because I saw when they gave in the middle of a drought, God's faithfulness would come. A neighbour would show up with some extra food. Or we'd grow extra potatoes and give it away when we had surplus. And I thought, God... You are faithful. And he taught me the power of prayer. Mum and dad taught me that you just pray and trust God every time. Many need to have a, the father wound healed in their souls. Just want to read this last scripture. Jesus came to earth to reveal the father heart of God. Listen to these verses in John 14, well-known verses. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life, we all know that first part of that verse. What about the second part? No one comes to the Father except through me. So being a Christian is not just being born again and getting a ticket to heaven. The main reason Jesus came so that we could receive him as Savior and then we could, he could teach us what Father God is like and we could live our lives under the Father's blessing. That's the whole gospel. 
Years ago, God spoke to me and rebuked me one day. I was preaching. He says, tell them the whole gospel, not just part of it. He said, don't, don't ever give part. I said, God, what are you talking about? He took to me this verse. He said, we preach the first part. I am the way, the truth, and life. But the reason he came was to reveal the Father and restore us to him. That's the whole gospel. That's the gospel. And if we understood the power of that, we would live different lives. We would release the Father's heart of God to our broken world and I think we'd have much more kingdom stuff if we understood the power that that's the gospel. Wow. Let's wrap this up with these words. He goes on and says, If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. Wow, what are the miracles about? Healing, setting free? No, that was the byproduct. The real issue was to reveal the Father that he's a good, good Father. That's what miracles are really about. Wow. It, take, it changes the whole perspective on kingdom life. And it goes on and says, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I'll do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. The more we walk in relationship with the Heavenly Father, let me tell you, more miracles, more relationships, more answered prayers will happen. It's just there in the Word. That's why the devil works overtime to distort your understanding of fatherhood. And if you've had a broken earthly relationship with fathers or father figures... That can sometimes distort your trust and relationship with your Heavenly Father and we miss out on so much in this life. I want to say today, as the worship team comes, that God wants us to know our Heavenly Father, His love, His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy, His kindness, His unfailing love, His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We had a lady in our church many years ago, Joanna Fuchs, and she wrote this little poem. I remember she gave it to me years ago, and I read it out at Father's Day here about 15 years ago. She wrote this. You are my hero, Dad. You're my secure foundation. When I think of you, I'm filled with love and fond appreciation. You make me feel protected. I'm sheltered by your care. You're always my true friend. And Dad, when I need you, you're always there. You have a place of honour deep within my heart. You've been my superhero, Dad, right from the very start. That was a lady who gave a heart to Jesus here years ago and she wrote that. Wow. Let's stand in his presence. I just feel the Father's love here right now. I feel his grace just here touching hearts. I feel his presence just drawing us closer to the Father heart of God. 
Some of us are filled with thanksgiving. My dad wasn't perfect, but he taught me a whole lot of good things. And if you even had a broken relationship with your dad, I want to let you know that there were some things that he taught you that were good and some examples maybe that weren't. But today, lift your eyes and see the Heavenly Father and then you'll see people with fresh eyes. I've met some people all their life trying to find approval from a father figure and it's led them down crazy pathways. It's led them into relationships that were distorted and wrong. But when you know the Heavenly Father, He will bring healing and wholeness in your soul. He will help your identity to be settled and then relationships flow out of health instead of trying to fill a father wound in your soul. If that identif- you identify with that, just, just in this moment, just reach out and say, God, I just receive your unconditional love. Father, heal my heart. Set me free. Lord, let, let my relationships be in a healthy place. When the disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray, what did he say? He said, our Father. That's the beginning of all prayer. Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Starts with our Father. I want to encourage you. If your relationship with the Heavenly Father is not as strong or as whole or as free as it should be, grab the Scriptures and say, John 14, Lord, I'm going to pray that Scripture until it becomes so much more real. If you're living in the flow of that, I want you to release it to one another around us because there's so many in our church and our community that have got disconnection with their Heavenly Father. Oh, God, just pour in your love right now. Just reach out your hands in front of you. As a a point of surrender, saying, Lord, I give my life to you, but Lord, I also just receive your fresh love again. I receive my identity. My Lord, if there's stuff inside my heart, I just pray it will just it will just be moved into a place of healing and trust. God, I just pray that we would not, we would not keep reacting to fathers or father figures in our lives or leadership or authority people because of what happened in our own relationships. God, I just pray that you would heal my heart, Father. May you be revealed to us. Father, disciple us. Father, direct us. Heal our souls and set us free. Lord, right now, I pray as a spiritual dad in this house, I release a Father's blessing over everyone here today. Lord, I release a Father's blessing over every man and woman, every young person. I release a Father's blessing right now over our souls, Lord. Lord, wherever there's gaps and wounds and and lies, I release the truth that You're the way, the truth and the life and You bring us to the Father. I thank You, Jesus, that You have revealed the Father to us. And I pray, Lord, that would increase over our lives.
Oh, Lord, we just breathe in your presence. We breathe in your forgiveness and peace. We just receive your beautiful grace over our hearts. Oh, Lord. Lord. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.